And good afternoon, Bump the Mat listeners. Once again, this is your host, Ralph Wentz, and I'm going to get into another exciting edition of Bump the Mat. But in a quick second, I just want to tell you how excited I am once again, how happy I am, and how really how curious I am of where this podcast is going to be going, because if you've been listening, you're one of my 83 listeners. Officially, 83 listeners. And if you've been listening to me, you can find me on Apple, iTunes, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Overcast, and Radio Public. And I just want to say, once again, I appreciate you listening and tuning in. Uh, ho- hopefully, you enjoy all my insight, my, I would say, my craziness of WWE and how crazy that can be. If you're not a 100% watcher or viewer, you don't watch it all the time, then you would still know what I'm talking about because WWE just is just so crazy. It's all around the place. You don't know what's going to happen. And in this edition of Bump the Mat and talking about SmackDown Live on 423, exactly what I just said, you don't know what's going to happen. And... I don't think anybody expected what we're going to talk about later on in the segment to happen. Not right now, at least. Not for me. I think it should have went on. But we'll get back. We'll get into that later. So, again, I want to apologize if I seem to be breathing heavy or I'm running out of breath easily. It's because of this dang on pulled muscle trapezius strain that I got. It's really been messing with me. And I just really want it to go away. But it's staying right now. And so I just have to deal with it. And that's just how life is. So, again, if you're listening, you can also find me with all those other seven or eight stations. You can also find me on YouTube at Ralph Wentz. On Facebook, again, at Ralph Wentz. On YouTube, or I got YouTube already. Crap. Or on Twitter. I'm sorry, on Twitter at Wentz Jamie. And Wentz is, w- is spelled W E N T Z. So we're going to start off the night, smart, start off SmackDown Live with Roman Reigns and Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon came out and was pretty much going to defend his father's honor after the Superman punch that Roman Reigns laid on Vin- uh, Vince McMahon a week ago. So we thought, you know, I thought that there was going to be a little bit of a feud there and with Shane McMahon and Roman Reigns, but it looks like, based off what happened, there's going to be more of a a feud with Elias and Roman Reigns. And what happened was, is that Roman came out to, I guess, address Shane McMahon, who was already in the ring. And lo and behold, not, not soon after Roman got in the ring, Elias came and attacked him, and Shane McMahon and Elias ended up jumping on Roman and... Like I said, it, it, I think it's going to be more of a Roman Reigns-Elias type feud or rivalry because that's what they set up for Money in the Bank in two weeks. It's going to be Roman Reigns and Eli- versus Elias. Not a bad match because Roman's just now really getting back into the, the swing of things. And to start off his SmackDown career, I don't think you can really pick a better person to 
build Roman Reigns up. Because, like it or not, everybody, Roman Reigns is still going to be your babyface. I really thought that him punching Mr. McMahon, who who gets a heel slash babyface pop out of the crowd all the time he comes out because you really don't know what to expect. I, I really thought that Roman Reigns and Shane McMahon were going to go somewhere. But talking about Roman's character, and he, he's still going to be babyface. I didn't think so. I really wanted him to turn heel after he popped Mr. McMahon with the Superman punch last week on SmackDown. But it seems that they're going to keep him babyface. Unfortunately, I'd really like to see a heel Roman Reigns. I don't know about you, but I want to see a heel Roman Reigns just to see how good he is. Because I think if we all pay attention to wrestling, all your good baby faces come from super good heels. The Rock, Stone Cold, Shawn Michaels, Triple H. You know, the greats. And I'm speaking back in that era because we haven't really seen you know, and maybe John Cena. You know, when John Cena turns heel every once a decade, it's really good. So, I understand why you want Roman Reigns to be babyface all the time, but I really want to see him turn heel. It's, it would just be exciting to me. And a, and a good switch up, honestly. But, Elias, Roman Reigns, at Money in the Bank, I think it's a good match. I wasn't excited for it. Looking more into it now, I think it's a good start-off match for Roman Reigns' career in SmackDown Live. Now, whether Roman Reigns stays on SmackDown Live for a year, two years, or whenever they do the Superstar Shake-Up, it, it's, you, you can't tell the future, but I think it's a good start for Roman Reigns. But I want to I wanna give a shout-out to my buddy Justin over at WWE Mentality. Also, if you're listening, go to obxtoday.com. Go under the Multimedia tab. You can find him there. Got his podcast up. I think he's going to be doing it every Wednesday. But he knows a lot about WWE, just like me. Probably knows more. But we are two guys from the Outer Banks that just love wrestling. And I think we're we're to the point in our lives where we know that wrestling is out of the card now. Like our, our bodies and our... Our lives are taking two different paths. So, what better way to make up for that than to talk about wrestling? And he's over there on Apple as well at WWE Mentality. His name is Justin once again. He's super cool, super knowledgeable about WWE, everything it has to do with past and present. He's got a good head of where things might go as well do I. I do, I do not agree on some things that he... You know, the creative where he goes. But that's the whole thing about WWE and and talking about it. Is that you get curious minds that and and different storylines in your head. Like I was talking about the other day, the Rey Mysterio and AJ Styles confrontation. I think he agrees with me in that point where you you don't want to push dream matches or quote-unquote dream matches. And we'll talk about that later, but... That's the thing about WWE is that you you get so many different minds going into it 
and you hear so many different storylines that may or may not happen. And that's what's awesome about it to me. And I think Justin would agree with me on that. So, Finn Balor, our Intercontinental Champion on SmackDown versus the now SmackDown acquiree, Andrade, who officially went to Raw last week and then came back over. Honestly, I, I think it's because Charlotte's on there. They want to keep the couples around. You got Selena Vega, his uh, manager slash, um, what do you want to call it? What's the old school word for it? Uh, let's just stay with manager. I can't keep, I, I, I can't get the word right in my head. But you got Selena Vega, his manager, married to Aleister Black, who's now on SmackDown. Honestly, we're not going to get into Aleister Black right now, but that is my dude. He, he's got my vote. 100% of the time. Probably one of the best characters, one of the best personas, and one of the best wrestlers on SmackDown right now, probably on the whole brand, honestly. And if my boss is listening right now, I think he would agree with me because we always talk about how Aleister Black perceives himself and his wrestling ability. And it's just off the charts, but he's married to Selena Vega. Andrade, if you've watched the news... There's reports out there that Charlotte Flair's got a ring on her ring finger now, and they may be engaged or they may not be. But one thing I got to tell Andrade is that that's my woman, okay? In a fantasy land of WWE and people outside of WWE, like myself, that's my woman. Keep your hands off of her. I know that's not going to happen, but hey, you can always wish upon a star, right? So we're just going to move on. Finn Balor, Intercontinental Champion versus Andrade. Finn Balor gets to win. I think it was like a B-plus match. It was there. Two really talented guys doing their thing. Uh, this isn't the first time they faced off. They faced off on Raw the week before. And it was still really a good match. So, I don't know where that's going. I don't see them wrestling for a third time. I really hope not. But, they're two really good wrestlers. Two really good entertainers. Now, as I was talking about my boy Justin over at WWE Mentality, this next segment I'm about to get into, he definitely will not agree with me. And that is the women's tag team champions Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Peyton Royce faced off against Kyrie Sane, as she did last week, uh, the week before on SmackDown, and ended up losing. She So she lost twice against Kyrie Sane. One last week, one this week. And... I gotta tell you, everybody harps on the elbow drop for some reason, or the frog splash, or the, any top rope move, but this Kyrie Sane has got, and I'm gonna, no pun intended, she's got an insane elbow, and I believe that's what she calls it. She calls it the insane elbow. She gives this whole pirate persona, this pirate character, and I think, I mean, I dig it. I dig it. I really do. It's different. I don't think it'll last long, but it's different. And she gives this whole aura about herself that she's super good in the ring, very talented. I think she's really young, too. But she gives an elbow drop better than Macho Man Randy Savage. And that is saying a lot. I, I know. I know. Trust me, listeners. I know. It's saying a lot, but coming from... The women's evolution and what 
looking into the women's division. Now, we're not going to talk about Charlotte Flair. Leave her out. But everyone except Charlotte Flair just is kind of running on a steady, medium line to me. You got Becky Lynch, and I'm just going to name a couple popular ones. Becky Lynch, Bailey. We don't know what Sasha's doing, but she's on that line as well if she comes back. Um, Dana Brooke. I mean, she's trying to step up and move up. Uh, I'd like to see a little bit of a push, honestly. I'm not a whole, you know, I'm not a 100% Dana Brooke fan, but I would like to see a little bit of a push for somebody else. You know, and like I said, we're not going to talk about Charlotte, but Charlotte has to be in a title picture. She's just that good. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. She is that good. Like it or don't like it, she is in a title picture for the rest of her life because she just out. She is the Dolph Ziggler of the women's division. She is the show off, show out every single night. She is the woman's Iron Man. Her own words. She is the Iron Woman of the women's division. And no doubt on that. But Peyton Royce ends up losing to Kyrie Sane. And I know my buddy Justin will not agree with me saying that. Peyton Royce and, and Billy Kay... Just watching them from NXT, because I was a big NXT watcher about a year and a half ago when Samojo was in there, or about two years now, uh, about when Samojo was in there and uh, Drew McIntyre, you know, around that kind of era. And I really, I really paid attention to them because they got this character as well that, you know, you can't touch us, we're better on the mic than you, they may not be better wrestlers. But... Just, you know, my buddy Justin every WWE mentality though, he says that they're just slapping lipstick on it and they won't be holding it for long. Well, definition of a long time also varies, but I think they do hold on to it. I think they, I think they hold on it till after SummerSlam, and that's a good two, three months. So we'll see where that goes, but you know, only time will tell. So. After that match, there was a little back, backstage segment with Paige and two parts of what used to be Absolution with Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. I'm a big Sonya Deville fan. I wish she would get a push. Unfortunately, it's just not there for her right now. Her wrestling ability is not there. And it's kind of weird to look at because Justin does have a point that they're slapping lipstick on the women's tag team division with Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, who are not great in the ring. They're no Kyrie Sane, they're no Oscar, they're no Charlotte. But Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville should definitely be in that picture as well. I'm not a big Mandy Rose fan, but I'm a big Sonya Deville fan, and I think if you gave her a little bit of a singles push, she she would get there. She's always working on her craft. I listen to you know Lillian Garcia's um, podcast Chasing Glory over on iTunes and that, pack, that podcast with Sonya Deville was very interesting to hear because it sounds like she's putting a lot of work as I'm sure most of these ladies are it just seems like she has a lot of drive and that's that's what you want to look for in the women's division is that drive and that will to get better but 
Manny Rose and Sonya Deville were practically just telling Paige that she made a really big mistake managing Asuka and Kyrie Sane. So, with them saying that, I feel like Money of the Bank, pay-per-view, I don't know if there's a tag team match, a women's tag team match right now, but it seems like Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville are not going to split off and do singles, singles matches. They're going to go after the tag team titles. And it looks like if there is a tag team women's match, it's going to be Kyrie Sane and Asuka versus Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. And just looking forward, I think Kyrie Sane and Asuka win that. But Charlotte... Flair and Becky face off for the first time since WrestleMania 35. Now, Bailey came down. Now, as I was just saying, Bailey is on that line, a very fine line of. Sorry, I'm going to take a sip of my water real quick. <coughs> She's on that fine line. <coughs> Excuse me of being good and being a I guess I should say being a mid-carder and being a top athlete. Sorry, once again, I went down the wrong hole, I guess. So, Bailey used to be there. She had that great match against Sasha Bailey at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. They came over with uh, Becky, Charlotte, and themselves and we really thought as fans that oh they just had that great match they had the Iron Woman match the 30 minute Iron Woman match they had the uh, match in Brooklyn I mean we really thought Sasha and Bailey were going to carry that energy over and it just didn't seem to pan out that way it seemed like and I'm going to I'm going to reference Charlotte again but she is the best, and it, deservedly so, because she took all that star power from Becky, Charlotte, or Becky, Sasha, and Bailey. She took all of it. Not that WWE was shoving it down our throats. Be, I mean, they were, but it wasn't like I don't know how to explain it without getting too far into it, but. It seemed like once they came over, they might have came over a little too soon. Maybe they should have stayed at NXT and built their characters up more. Maybe got more fan base. I don't. I don't know. It just seems like Charlotte pretty much stole everyone's star power and just like sucked the life out of them. Because once Bailey came over, this, this is an era in wrestling. I I don't think matches Bailey's character. Get rid of the Miss Nice Girl. I said it to her on Twitter the other day. I sent her a tweet. You know, she said SmackDown Live will bring good things for me. Oh, I sent her a tweet back and said it's not going to bring good things if you continue doing your character the way it is. This era, if you pay attention, is turning. It's turning very slowly. And you can listen to the words on the promos that they do, men and women, that... It's slowly turning back to the PG-13. It's not so much attitude, era, or 
rated R era or whatever. It's it's in the PG era, but it, it's it's right there. It's right there on the verge of going. I'm gonna I'm this close to flipping the switch to PG-13, and it's gonna be more. I think Bailey, her character would be more suitable if she took away the ponytail, maybe cut her hair, maybe put some darker makeup on, maybe change your outfit. I, I definitely change your song because as me and my boss were saying, the intro, the introduction, the the Titantron, the video, that's 85% of your character right there. That is 85% of the build to you walking that 50 yards or that 20 yard, whatever it is, from the ring or from the, the stage to the ring. That's 85%, in my opinion and my boss's opinion. Because you take, for instance, if you walk out of that curtain, out of the gorilla position, and you're like Bailey right now. Check check out the next time. All the little kids love Bailey, of course, obviously. But check out next time when she walks to the ring. She's got those inflatable dummies that didn't even work at WrestleMania. I mean, and you got the song. You got the hugger. I mean, it, and you watch Charlotte. Whether she's heel or baby. It's just different. Charlotte's got the attitude. She's got the drive. Bailey does not have the attitude right now. But Bailey and Charlotte faced off in a number one contenders match for Becky SmackDown. SmackDown. I'm saying SmackDown so many times because Becky is holding two belts, Raw and SmackDown. But Lacey Evans, all of her own Raw, is gonna face Becky Lynch at Money in the Bank for the Raw women's stat Raw, Raw women's match, not tag. And now Charlotte beating Bailey on SmackDown is now facing Becky also at Money in the Bank for the SmackDown title. So I'm going to get into that match probably next week more because I got some I got some storylines made up in my head that I want to get out and that I think should happen. But last last fight of the, the night was Shinsuke Nakamura versus our champ, Kofi Kingston. So... This was a match that I was really excited to see. Shinsuke is super good. I saw him in person. Great performer. Kofi, obviously, great performer. So we knew going in it was going to be a good match. But we also knew that Kevin Owens and Xavier and Rusev were going to be outside the ring. So that many people outside the ring, the way WWE has gone lately is they've never really finished the match. I don't think you could go on, go through the pay-per-views of last year or go through Raw or SmackDown. You really couldn't get a, a true singles match with anybody because there were so many interferences. And that sucks. But knowing that those three guys are out there, we knew something was going to happen. We just didn't know what. So at the end of the night, Rusev jumped in to save Nakamura from the pinfall that Kofi was laying on him. That ended up obviously being the, the disqualification in the match. And lo and behold, Xavier, I think, got knocked out of the ring. And Owens was the only one left with Rusev. And what do you know? We knew it was coming. It's Kevin freaking Owens. 
It's the Kevin Owens show on SmackDown. Let's not forget, SmackDown is originally Kevin Owens' show. But we knew Kevin Owens from the past years that this guy cannot stay babyface at all. He is so freaking good as a heel that he's one of the best heels in the company. Minus Drew McIntyre. But Kevin Owens super kicked Kofi Kingston. That started Kevin Owens' heel turn. Personally, I want to know what you think because WWE, I feel like, is moving with these quote-unquote dream matches I was talking about earlier. Way too fast. And I'm going to jump into Charlotte next week and how she always needs to be in a title picture. And I told you I was going to give you my conclusions on what should happen and storylines. But as far as quote-unquote dream matches go, you saw it on Raw where AJ Styles is now going to face Seth Rollins at Money in the Bank for the Universal title. I told, if you remember, if you listen, I said that Rey Mysterio needed to win it. Or anybody else, The Miz, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, anybody else besides AJ Styles. Because you, you need to build. And WWE knows, it's not like I'm speaking in different tongues or speaking to a third grader, you know. WWE knows more than I do, obviously. It just seems like they're moving too fast with these dream matches. And I don't see any reason to do that. Now, you have SummerSlam, which is your next big pay-per-view behind WrestleMania. You have Survivor Series, you have Royal Rumble, and then you have WrestleMania again. Those are your pretty much big main event pay-per-views. But AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins is too soon right now. I, I just think that maybe you save that for Survivor Series, and you know after they're you know put them on the the tag team, the traditional tag six-man elimination tag match for brand supremacy. Put them on that and then have Seth Rollins turn heel or AJ Styles turn heel and have them lose that. That's what I would have gone with. I would have gone, but as far as right now, leading into Money in the Bank, I would have put I would have put Rey Mysterio or Miz or Baron Corbin or Drew McIntyre against Seth Rollins. Because I think now you pushing AJ Styles against Seth Rollins right now just tells me you're going to build Drew McIntyre against Seth Rollins later on in the year. Maybe at WrestleMania. So, dream matches like Owens versus Kofi. I would have waited another week, maybe two, for that heel turn. And maybe build into SummerSlam. Because what I see happening is Owens is going to beat Kofi Kingston at Money in the Bank. And he's going to be the champ for a while. Until SummerSlam. Because if you remember, there's no re- there's no more rematches. There's no more I get a rematch and my rematch clause in my contract. That's not how it's working now. The McMahons and Triple H came out um, months ago and said there's, no, there's not going to be any more rematches. So they're not guaranteed a rematch. Kofi is not guaranteed a rematch. And given the fact that he just went through two months of hell... To get a chance at WrestleMania 35 against Daniel Bryan. And now he's going to lose it? You're going to tell me. 
that Kevin Owens, one of your best heels in the business, is going to beat Kofi Kingston not, not even a month after WrestleMania where he won it. He waited 11 years to get that title. He went, two, he went through two months of hell to get that title. And now you're going to have Kevin Owens, who's been out, beat Kofi Kingston at Money in the Bank. So what they could do is have that match in the beginning of Money in the Bank and then have Kofi enter the Money in the Bank himself and win the Money in the Bank. They could do that, but I really don't see that. We don't even know who the contestants are for the Money in the Bank. So, to me, it's just you're moving too fast with these dream matches. There's no reason for it. Yeah, your viewership was down on Monday, but really all you have to do is bring Vince McMahon out there or Triple H out there, get them in a little bit of a feud, you know, and I don't think you even had Strowman on the, on the show on Raw. So... Yeah, your viewership was down on Raw, but really it wasn't. It just was a subpar Raw. So, I don't I don't know. It's, let me know what you think. Find me on YouTube, at Ralph Wentz. Find me on Facebook. Send me a friend request. I'll accept you. Messaging me, or messenger me. Uh, Ralph Wentz on Facebook as well. Or you can hit me up on Twitter, at Wentz Jamie. And Wentz is spelled W-E-N-T-Z. W-E-N-T-Z. So, just let me know what you think. And once again, go check out my buddy's podcast. His name's Justin over at WW Mentality. Or you could go on obxtoday.com, go under the multimedia button. Right there is where he's at. I don't exactly know what they have him under, but you go under the multimedia button, you'll be able to find WW Mentality's podcast. It's my good buddy Justin. We talk everything WWE, what we think is going to happen, what we feel like we know what's going to happen. Dream matches, you know, whatever. We we talk all things WWE. So, again, I just want to let you guys know where I'm at. I'm on the lovely Outer Banks. Right now I'm hosting in my grandma's place over in Collington. Oh, the weather's a little, you know, it's a little hot. You know, I'm not a hot kind of guy. But it's a little hot, you know. But this time of year... This is what the Outer Banks needs. If you've never been down here to the Outer Banks, save up your money. I know it's hard these days. Save up your money and come enjoy the nice sunny weather, the nice beach we have that just got redone a year or so ago. Be careful of those riptides, though, because we do have some strong rip riptides or rip currents. But come and, come and enjoy the, the nice weather on the Outer Banks. We would love to have you. But I'm your host, Ralph Wentz, for another, say it with me, another wonderful edition of Bump the Mat. I'm going to hop on the jet. I'm going to take flight. Maybe I might go over to the airport to get on the Wright Brothers uh, plane. I don't know. But I'm getting out of here. Later. And enjoy the NFL draft tonight. HTTR.